Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the place for inspiration and empowerment so that you can overcome shame, guilt, fear, loss, and grief. We are barely scripted, raw, real, and we even have a lot of fun. This is your place to get some tips so that you can begin to disrupt your trauma for good. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back. I am looking forward to chatting with you for a bit today on a topic that I find near and dear to my heart. Everybody needs to recover from something. It's interesting that the word recover became a part of my life with my daughter's addiction and I don't know if that really would have been a part of my life had it not been for that, that word. I guess I had to recover when I hurt my back, a very bad back injury when I was younger and I had to go to physical therapy and go through all this, all this process to fix it. I had to recover from that. So we, we think of recovery in that way too. But when we're talking about recovering, we are almost always thinking about somebody recovering from addiction, drugs, alcohol, gambling, something like that. They go to recovery, right? There are recovery centers, rehab centers. We say they're in recovery. And so that word, that, that poor little word, it's just been attached to one situation. And that's great. There's a lot to recovering from addiction, no question. But let's take it and expand it. I remember thinking that Jamie needs to recover. She needs to get in recovery. She needs to get off the addiction. She needs to recover from her addiction beast. Jamie needs this. Jamie needs that. You know, if addiction had never even entered my life, I'm confident today in saying that I believe, now I might not have known it, but I know it now. I believe that I would have still needed to recover from something. I have things in my childhood that I've carried with me. I feel like I did a great job of managing those and and healing from them. I don't feel like I have these terrible, awful, emotional scars that I'm carrying around. I feel like I have worked hard in my life to learn about psychology and to and to, you know, help myself and use the things that I share with you to do that. But I, whether I'm doing it now or whether I did it 30 years ago, I had to recover from my childhood. Let's start with that. And this isn't to blame anybody. And this is what's interesting. You've heard me say before that I am a private person. I'm not the kind of person that would have talked about any of this. And the only reason I do is because I think it will help people. If I don't think it's going to help anybody, I'm not going to sit around talking about it. It's just not the way I am. But so I was raised by a single mother. There were three of us. And so I had an older brother and a younger brother, and we are a year and a half or less from each other for each one of them on each side of me. That's how close we were in age, or I guess we still are, aren't we? And my mother had my older brother when she was 17 and me when she was 19 and my younger brother when she was 20. So boom, boom, boom. And her husband, 
I've called my father my sperm donor. I mean, I'm not trying to be weird or rude or anything, but let's call it what it is. He hasn't been too much of a father to me all of my life. And uh, so, yeah, my mom, it was rough. So my mother was also a straight A student, an only child. And she ended up with this guy with 13 kids in the family. And there were a lot of struggles and troubles in that family. And I won't get into that, but they were, they had a lot of challenges in that family. And my mom stepped into a world she didn't even understand or know and was fascinated by. Um, my biological father, I mean, they used to steal cars and hubcaps and tires off cars. And I mean, they kind of had a, a rowdy past. <laughs> and um, I asked my mom one time, what, what made you want to be with someone like that? I thought it was cool. Who knows? But anyway, the point is that she finds herself in this situation and now she's got these three kids and he just really was never much of a husband. It was just not a good situation. Bad choices made all around and there we were, the three kids, the product of all of this. My mom struggled. She had to go back to school when she, after she had my brother and so graduate with the class after her. Now imagine this, my brother was born in 1960. Imagine this in 1960, going back to school, knowing that everybody knew why. Now they go to school pregnant. I mean, you, you didn't do that. And so that was really a disappointment for her. Obviously, she wasn't going to go to college. That was her big dream. I mean, this is a girl who had scholarships waiting for her. She sang in the choir. It, it, it's just really unfortunate. But it, it was what it was, and, but it was tough. My mom was very depressed and sad and lonely and mad at us all the time and mad at the world. And, um, you know, she tried her best. I'm not blaming my mom. She tried her best. My mom also taught us some incredible lessons about hard work and integrity and honesty and cleanliness and just really good values. She did. But we were also placed in some very dangerous and scary and concerning situations. And, um, I lived a lot of time in fear and, you know, I didn't have a mom that was there emotionally that I could lean on as a little girl. So I mean, I had to grow up really fast. I feel like in a lot of ways I didn't have a childhood. And so just that right there, let's take that. That's something that a person would need to recover from, right? Let's, let's put some salve on those scars, on those wounds, and let's figure out how to, you know, how to, to move past them. And, but what I've been able to do is use them. Thankfully, I have a good sense of humor, so that has helped. But I need to recover from that. I got a divorce. I had to recover from that. I had an abortion. I had to recover from that. I mean, is that something I'm proud of? No, it took me years, years, and asking for forgiveness, I don't know how many times before I could even forgive myself. It was a terrible thing, a trauma. So there are these traumas that I've had to recover from. You have your own list of things that you've had to recover from. We all have to recover from something. So what I want to say is, first of all, it's okay, right? If you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, all my friends, everybody's doing so great and I've got to recover from this thing. Let me tell you something. They need to recover from something too, if they haven't already. I would find it very unlikely that there's anybody out there that doesn't need to recover from something or, you know, move on from something, heal from something. Maybe there are a handful of people out there that somehow have escaped life's misfortunes. I don't know. I don't know any of them, but it's possible. 
So, you know, the thing is, don't feel like the Lone Ranger. Don't feel like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I'm scarred. I'm flawed. I'm labeled. You're only labeled if you allow yourself to be labeled. Unfortunately, right now we are living in the finger pointing era where people are canceling people because of some mistake they made. Give me a freaking break. You know, all these people are doing the canceling. I want to see their stories, you know, the, or, or how perfect they are. I mean, I want to meet one of these perfect people. Wouldn't it be interesting to sit down with one of these perfect people? Come on. Often we power through, right? And we don't address the effects. That's not good. We don't, we want to address it. We want to somehow figure out how we can heal from it, move on from it, use it. But you know, whatever it is that, that you've been through, it's a part of you. It's not like it didn't happen. It's a part of the fabric that makes up the wonderful, amazing you. Yeah. The flawed you. I don't know. God said you were a masterpiece. So maybe God's masterpieces are not perfect. You ever checked out the disciples? Yeah, they're pretty far from perfect. So we do need to move on and pass these things. Here's something interesting. What I didn't realize in that childhood of mine that I had developed codependency with my mom. So I was having to help her a lot as a little girl and be there for her when she was upset far more than she ever was with me. I mean, she used to say, I'll give you something to cry about. She just didn't have the capacity um, sadly, I know she feels bad about it now and I don't want her to feel bad about it. It was what it was. But so I became where I was kind of like the mom in certain ways. My mom has always been very responsible and mature, but in, in emotional ways, let's put it that way, emotionally. Now she ended up with my stepdad, who I call my dad. If you hear me talk about my dad, that's who I'm talking about. When I was nine, they got together and they got married when I was 12. And I will say that things changed dramatically. Who knows? Maybe they had the codependent relationship. I don't know, but I didn't have that, but that was still there. And now after my dad passed away and my mom is on her own and a lot of, you know, her emotional uh, reactions are happening in certain ways. I feel like that old codependent thing has resurfaced. I mean, I feel the, all these weird emotions. So I'm having to process through all of that. So I mean, what is it that, oh, then what I was thinking the other day is that when, when Jamie's addiction arrived, oh, my codependency was on full display. I just didn't know it. I didn't identify it until, you know, a few years in. The point of all of this, and, and you can fill in the blanks of what I'm talking about with your own stories. Everybody has them. Like I said earlier, life gets better when we get better. Life doesn't get better when we stuff everything down, when we pretend things didn't happen, when we don't address things. That, that's not a healthy, whole person. What's important, though, when you're doing this work, when you are looking to heal those wounds, when you're looking to accept the trauma that has happened to you, when you're ready to use it for good, when you're ready to do all of that work, get excited about it. And don't sit and think, well, dang it, there's something wrong with me. Because you know what? Sally Sue's not working on anything like this. And, you know, neither is my sister and neither is so-and-so. Well, you know what? Too bad for them. Maybe they already did the work or maybe they need to. That's not the point. That's why I titled this episode, Everybody Needs to Recover from Something. 
because you need to keep reminding yourself of that. You're probably going to springboard past a lot of people. Some of your relationships are going to change when you work on your personal development, when you become emotionally stronger, when you figure out how to use your trauma for good. When you do these types of things, you will leave some people behind. That's okay. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't care. Sometimes we just are not in the same place. And, and those relationships no longer serve us or they just need to change a little bit. That's why, oh, in my nine weapons of hope, one of the weapons is called your circle of strength. And that is all about that. Massaging and managing these relationships and kind of moving and changing things around. And they will constantly change. Some relationships won't. Some will remain rock solid. But in some ways, they still change. When I think about my husband, Rich and I, we've been married, we'll be married 25 years. As I record this um, next year in February, we'll be married 25 years. He's my second husband. And our marriage is rock solid. Our relationship is rock solid, but it has definitely changed over the years. It's morphed and changed. And, and, but he's always been the constant as far as being in my inner circle and all of that. But the relationship has changed. So that's the point. It's okay. But what I really want you to get from all of this is there's nothing wrong with you. Okay, you're sitting there on the other side of this podcast going, what do you mean there's nothing wrong with me? You just told me I needed to work on my recovery. <laughs> what I mean is that in a sense that it happens to everyone. Like I said, I've been saying this whole podcast. The fact is, is this, it's this thing called life, right? Life comes at us. With, with a, you know, a jab and a cross and an uppercut. Sometimes life whacks us over the head with that proverbial two by four. Sometimes we realize we're riding the roller coaster from hell and we don't even know what day we got on it. And we're not exactly sure how to get off. It's just life. You know, sometimes these motivational speakers that are out there going, life is wonderful, you can make it anything you want it to be and blah, blah, blah. Okay, life is wonderful. There are also aspects of it that aren't wonderful. And I do believe we can steer the ship in certain ways, but there is a lot of life that is outside of our control. And I'm sure that whoever's listening to this today, if you really think about that, you can agree with that because it's been your life. You didn't plan for you to end up here with whatever challenge you have. It's life. It, it, it just, it, sometimes it's just, we aren't 100% sure. Sometimes we're not even 5% sure how to fix it. I don't know what it is that you are going through, your personal situation. But I do know, I know that for me, for me, I use my nine weapons of hope. For I know that there are things out there. And these nine weapons of hope, by the way, are not going to be anything you haven't heard. They're just going to be presented in a certain way and given exercises in a certain way and things for you to do and think about in different perspectives packaged in a way that will make sense for you and help you move along. But whatever you use, whatever you personally do, do it. Don't keep putting it off. I mean, think about where you are today. If you're really struggling with where you are today and you want to be somewhere else, what are you going to do about it? 
I mean, what do you think is just going to, somebody's going to wave that wand with that magic fairy dust? Hey, if you find that fairy dust, let me know. I want some. So, you know, you got to think, what are you going to do? You either become stronger or you become weaker because life is going to keep throwing punches. And you will have parts of your life that will be so wonderful and amazing and they'll float along and everything will seem great. And then boom, sorry, it's life. You'll lose somebody. Something unexpected happens. A medical report. Things happen. Life happens. When those things happen, because they will, I don't say if, I say when. When those things happen, don't you want to be able to handle them in a better way, in a stronger way, in a more courageous way? Don't you want to be able to bounce back quicker, get up off that mat faster? Do the work. Everybody needs to recover from something. So I encourage you today to do it. Step up, step out, and make a commitment to yourself. And it's really making a commitment to the other people in your life as well that you are going to recover, that you are going to disrupt that trauma and use it for good. Thanks again for being here. Your story matters, so you've got to learn how to live it courageously. Link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. We are in this thing called life together. It's time to disrupt our trauma for good.